Hey everyone, Drew Paglieri back with a power spread analysis on all things football. Okay, so Saturday night is the game everybody's sort of waiting for. Everybody's excited to see because of the two young quarterbacks who have a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Uh, one of them, Justin Herbert, has already shown a lot. He's already like setting records, you know, massive amounts of yards, touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not the case with Lawrence yet, but he had a really good second half of the year. So everybody's checking in on Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. Uh, there's a lot more going on than just that, though that is a big, uh, a big matchup. Like the Seattle Seahawks, these are young teams on the rise. Unlike Seattle, they're not as much a surprise, in my opinion, especially, you know, the Chargers. Everybody expected, you know, the Chargers to make the playoffs last year, I think. And they almost did. They got knocked out like the last week. This year, we expected them to be even better as they keep building behind uh, Brandon Staley. And they had a struggle to start the year. And they had a big second half of the year to get in. So that was the thing there. So they finally sort of, you know, the record, what, was 10-6 and six or 10-7, and seven, but it, really that last game they would have won. They, they didn't need it. So I'm, I'm going to mark them at 11-7, and seven, basically. So that's about what you'd think. I mean, they improved. Maybe some people thought they, I mean, 11-6. and six. And some people might have thought maybe 12-5. and five. I don't know. But to me, you know, they're an improving team, a young team that's improving. A lot of people look at the big names on that team and Justin Herbert, the quarterback, but there's other issues on that team. And Brandon Staley, you know, people are coming down on him, but he is a first-time head coach. So sure enough, yeah, he makes some mistakes, you know, but that whole team is still young, and Herbert is still not the best he will be. Actually, he was better the second half of the year as a leader. You know, he has such a great arm, and he has so much talent. He can actually, he's actually really athletic, too, for six foot six. I think they should run him more, but whatever. But the bottom line is, he's only getting better. So that whole team in general is only getting better. But there are young guys throughout the roster that need to improve and keep improving. It's not just about Boza, Mack, James on defense, and those big receivers on offense, and Eckler. You know, there's more to the team than that. And the offensive line can, needs to continue to improve, okay? So, yes, the Chargers are on their way, it looks like. I wouldn't, you know, come down on Staley yet. They're improving. Some, I think Stephen, whatever his name is, Smith, said if they lose this game, he should be fired, Staley. I mean, wow, really? I don't know. I don't know. If he didn't make the playoffs this year again, that's another, uh, that, okay, maybe now we talk like that a bit. But got, he got him into the playoffs, if, you know, I, I don't care if he loses or wins. I, I, number one, too, Jacksonville's no joke, okay? Now, what's the deal on their side, okay? So, so the Chargers are a little different than Seattle. Uh, it wasn't a big surprise. Chargers, but they're not like San Francisco either, the earlier game. I, San Fran's much more established, you know, in culture and team, okay? And older, an older team. But like Seattle, they're relatively young, but, they're, but I'd say San Diego's, I mean, sorry, I'm going to keep calling them San Diego. You know what? I'm calling them San Diego. I don't care. That's where they belong. Anyway, San Diego is, is more established than uh, 
Seattle. Jacksonville is much is exactly like Seattle. I mean, who would have thought? Now, the only difference is Pete Carroll's been at Seattle for a long time. But I can't believe the job he did in the rebuilding job. I didn't realize he had done such a great job, and I found that out. Um, but I, I'm not surprised by Doug Peterson. I, I didn't even have to. I actually was on watching Jacksonville early in the year, but I didn't even need to do that. I know he's bringing culture. I know he's bringing a good offense. Okay, I know that. Um, yeah, and they had issues. Doug Marone, for all the problems, remember he had them playing great and going to a championship game earlier in the in his time. Then it kind of fell on hard times with the personnel and the issues, cultural issues going on. And then the the Urban Meyer thing was a fiasco. But Doug Marone did bring in a lot of talent and Urban brought in some more. But so there was a lot of talent, a lot of good young talent on hand, very much like Seattle, very young. Okay. And, uh, you know, again, but unlike Seattle, brand new coach and coaching staff, but great job. You know, great job. Uh, I guess halfway through the year, Doug Peterson said, we're winning the division. I think he was looking at the Titans and what was happening. And there's a lot of things happening there schematically. Okay. Started to catch up to them, some of the bad schemes. Um, So that started to affect the overall culture, which Vrabel was building. And it was good at one point. But you're also schematically burning out your running back. And there was just a whole lot going on. I don't know about your quarterback. On and on, a lot of it was on offense, some of it on defense. And all of a sudden, injuries mounted, mounted. A lot of times when you see a lot of injuries like that, again, NFL has a lot of injuries. But a, a bad culture or, or a culture that's losing momentum or struggling a bit, can, I, I believe people get injured more. But that's a debatable thing, right? Okay. But all I know is Tennessee had a boatload of injuries and finally Tannehill, their quarterback went down, they're out. Okay. So that's the deal there. We're not talking about that team. But the fact is where Jacksonville was in the beginning of the year, what they were, what Peterson took over from last year, he had talent, but it was a fiasco as far as culture and what they, they had a big win against the chargers actually played the Eagles pretty tough but started to lose a lot. Midway, we're going to win the division, and they win almost the rest of their games. They're in the playoffs. Incredible. Incredible job by Peterson, but I'm not surprised. If you go back to the Super Bowl run of the Eagles, go back on my powerspread.net, and you'll see a lot of articles about Peterson and his greatness as a schemer and otherwise. Okay, so, uh, yeah, or you can just go to my powerspread.net and do a search. Peterson. You'll get a bunch of stuff. So here we go. So this is a very interesting game, more than just the quarterbacks. These are two young teams. One team that's a little bit younger and one team that has a brand new culture, another team that's been building on a culture. I really do feel if I look at the schedules, the way they played out, I think the Chargers were stronger down the stretch and their win-loss total is better. Okay. And if you look at the Jags, they, they were close wins. To their credit, their morale is high right now. They were riding a good energy, but it was tough to get to even their last game against the distraught Titans that I just told you about. They barely won that. It wasn't a great game. So I think in the end, the Chargers have played better football coming down the stretch. Doesn't mean they win. The game is in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's fired up. Now we find out just today the Chargers aren't going to have their top receiver, Mike Williams. So I don't know. This is going to be a wild one. Um, 
the Chargers have been banged up. So in the beginning of the year, the Chargers struggled. We know Jacksonville struggled because it was a new, you know, trying to turn around a, a, a fiasco from last year. The Chargers struggled. Why? And, and by the way, they, can't, they, they gave the Chiefs, they went at the Chiefs, and that was a good game. Then they had a letdown. Yeah, there was no doubt. They were, they were fighting. Actually, the game was close against Jacksonville, but the second half, it got away from them. It was a lot closer than it looked. Jacksonville converted a lot of third downs and stuff like that. It was a lot closer than it looked. But they did kind of like just go away because they had a letdown. Okay, so that was a lot of that. They were beat up early in the year. Okay, they got some guys back. They're receivers. But in the end of the day, they've been dealing with injuries all year. Like a lot of teams, Jacksonville was a healthy team compared for the other NFL team. They lost their left tackle, Cam Robinson. That was a big deal. But other than that, they've been pretty darn healthy. Um, Chargers, no. And, you know, Boza's always banged up, okay? Uh, you know, he, he should be okay for this game, it looks like. Um, they lost a nose tackle, which was a big deal because they lost also another... They lost two linemen who had a lot of heft, Austin Johnson and a guy named Dogabonia or something. But both these guys had a lot of heft, and they need that heft. Their run defense has suffered without those guys. You know, Boza and Khalil Mack, for all great they are, they don't have a lot of heft. They're big... For when you call those guys linebackers, they're really big for linebackers. But but anyway, uh, they had a guy J.C. Jackson was supposed to be a big acquisition in the off season for cornerback. He did not pan out, and then he's hurt. He's out. All right, their left tackle's gone too. They lost their their tackle. Slate, but unlike the Jags left tackle, this guy was a Pro Bowl guy, Rashawn Slater. That's a, even a bigger loss. So they got a guy named Sailor, a rookie, in there. From Georgia, he's not. He's okay, okay, but you know they're missing sight. So a lot, and now Mike Williams, who was injured off and on during the year, he's out again. Keenan Allen missed a lot of time, but he's back. But he's like one play away from going out. So this doesn't look good for San Diego at all. Of a sudden, they had a really good end of the year, but I think this is going to be tough. Um, so as we go in this game, I. Uh, like I said, uh, the one thing about the Jags, they had to grow up in a hurry. But yeah, great job by Peterson. And Marone did leave a lot of talent in the, in the, on, this, on the shelf for both Meyer and Peterson. So there's talent there. Um, but yeah, no, right now the Jags are flying high. And I, I think, too, they've gotten a gift. They weren't supposed to be in the playoffs this year. This was the trying to rebuild year, right? It's a little like that TCU team. Not exactly, but a little. They won some close games. They, they came from behind. Kind of a magical year almost. So I'm, they're coming into this playoff. Remember how TCU, forget about the championship game. Remember TCU's semifinal? I'm saying Jags are coming in and they're at home. TCU, that was kind of a home game too, by the way. But anyway, they're flying high. Morale, their morale is high, energy. So... Let's go into the schemes. Let's look at the coaches. So obviously Peterson is a uh, offensive coach and Staley's a defensive coach. Okay. Uh, Peterson has a guy, Zach Taylor's brother, uh, Press Taylor. This is offensive coordinator and they got Chip Kelly influences. Though the Taylors have the Chip Kelly. In, but so does Peterson. He took over from Chip Kelly and he studied that offense. So he's added a lot of power spread to his uh, West Coast offense, as, as Andy Reid has, and that's his mentor, Andy Reid. So a lot of, it's a real pro-PS, PS-pro style, a lot of both you know, West Coast offense and 
power spread. Not much dissim- not much difference from Chargers because their offensive coordinator. Now remember, Staley's a defensive guy, so it's all the offensive coordinator over there, Lombardi. I think it's Joe Lombardi. He is a Sean Payton guy all the way. What and Sean Payton is a West Coast guy too, but more spread. He he's more not the the old. You know, Andy Reid was a BYU guy, so that was like the old. BYU spread West Coast offense style, but Sean Payton really spreads it around, really mixes it up. And by the end of his time, before he retired, Sean Payton was adding a lot of cool stuff in a power spread way, power spread concepts. It was almost like a PSWC instead of a WCPS. So it was almost based more. I mean, he was mixing in like almost like single wing stuff with a backup quarterback and doing all kinds of cool stuff. But Sean Payton is kind of a master. He's a master genius over there. Lombardi is not. I'm not down on Lombardi. He's good. He's not bad. He's just not like Sean Payton's a, sort of a, a step above a lot of people on offense, kind of like Doug Peterson, in, in my opinion. So I would say Lombardi's more traditional West Coast offense, but definitely mixes in some power spread. But I would like to see more running from his quarterback. I, I know that uh, Herbert has a big arm and he's really becoming a real good passer. He's a lot of yards, but boy, he's a great athlete. I'd like to see his legs be used more. But no, he did get injured during the year at time, you know, so maybe that's why. But, um, but both offenses have a similarity, that West Coast spread game where it's a lot of short passes. Uh, then, you'll, then you'll do strike deep, you know, off the short pass. Um, they, they used to the pass to set up the run more. Though, again, more running from Peterson, more different breaking tendencies and mixing it up from Peterson. And, and you know, he'll use Lawrence's legs more. Lawrence had a lot more yards, and they'll do more of the read option stuff. And, and he would have done that if he had stayed at the Eagles. He would have done just what Sirianni's doing, I believe. A lot of that power spread stuff with Hurts. Uh, but he does a lot more of that. Uh, Lombardi's more traditional, uh, but, but he spreads it a lot. You'll see Peterson have a lot more short game, horizontal. Lombardi will do that too, but he likes to spread it down the field more and, and on the sidelines and intermediate. So that, there was effects. You know, Peyton has such a great history behind him. Sean Peyton is all the way back to Sid Gilman and Don Coriel. He's even got those roots going on. So that's why you'll see more of an open passing game. Reed and Peterson tended to do more short stuff. Okay, short passing. Like Bill Walsh and like the BYU stuff. So, so... More power spread from Peterson, but not as many deep shots per se, okay? More passing spread from Lombardi with Herbert, but, but more deep shots. Kind of fits the quarterbacks in a way, but Lawrence can go deep as well. But Herbert's just got, no one has an arm like Herbert, in my opinion, right now. And, and, and the overall combination of a six-foot-six guy that can run and whip and, and shoot that ball out of the, uh, uh, run, like hit a train, a moving train. Uh, he's the talent in the NFL right now, the talent of the NFL is, is Justin Herbert. He has a lot more to go, though. He's not there yet. So uh, that's the breakdown there. On defenses, again, they're very similar. Both are doing a 3-4 right now. Again, Brandon Staley runs his defense mainly, and he has a guy under him. Uh, this guy is from Fangio. Uh, I forget his name. He used to be a former player. Uh, what do we got? Ronaldo Hill, right. And lately, he's been under Fangio. So, and that's where uh, Brandon Staley's from uh, of late. 
So he likes to mix it up. You know, Fangio's doing a lot of mix. Usually end up with one safety deep after it's said and done. They usually roll down. They look like they're going to play too high, but they'll roll one down. Or they'll play a cover six, but, one of the, but always one more aggressive safety. Whether it's a, it's a two high or a one high, it doesn't matter. One of the safeties is more aggressive. And then one safety's playing more deep. It's sort of like that. And a lot of match, a lot of man match. In fact, what Staley's doing now, remember, he inherited a different team than he had at the Rams. Rams were more 4-3-ish. Even, I know Wade Phillips was there, but I felt there was, well, let's just say this. The Chargers are doing a lot of 3-4, right? Two big linebackers on the outside, okay, that are really slash defensive ends. Boza and Khalil Mack. At their healthiest, best, best, you don't get any better than that as far as rushing the quarterback. <laughs> and they will be on rushing the quarterback on Lawrence, trying to you know, mess him up. But Boza, like I said, he's always battling injuries anymore. I think Max might have slowed down a tad, but I, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. He also drops in the coverage more, and Staley tries to mix that up. But it's the same thing over on the other side. Now, the other side is a guy named uh, Codwell, Mike Codwell. And he of late has had a lot of Todd Bowles, but his background is all, all over the map. I mean, Belichick, Saban, Marvin Lewis, Vince Tobin, Jim Johnson was a big mentor of his who's now no longer with us. But Jim Johnson was a master. He, a lot of the stuff you see today in the NFL is Jim Johnson style. A lot of mixed pressure and mixed coverage. Uh, Sean McDermott was in his background. And then, but recently he was with the Jets and with the Buccaneers with Todd Bowles. And Todd Bowles is very aggressive. If you go back to look at my stuff on powerspread.net, just search Bowles. You'll see me talk about it. Mixes a lot of pressure and really does some neat coverage schemes. They look like they're covered too, but they're much more than that. He makes up his own stuff too. So Codwell isn't nearly that aggressive. I, I was watching this stuff throughout the year, checking out what I could of the Jaguars. A lot of it ends up being a four-man rush, maybe a five-man with man-on-man on the back end. Not even matching, just pure man-to-man, which is pretty risky these days. So what I mean by that is when you, you line up against a guy and you just take him man-to-man, the quarterbacks can read this and do stuff with that, and the offensive coordinators can scheme against that. When you're matching, you can kind of mix more of what coverage you're going to use, and then the guys will, you know, there's an, it's assignment football. If your pattern, it's after the pattern distribution. Whatever the pattern does, that's the guy you have. So you might have this guy or you might have this guy, but you know after the patterns ran its course, after the pattern distributes. So after the route design plays out, you know which guy you have and then you stick to him. There's also zone match, which means you're sort of playing a zone, but you're grabbing a guy within that zone, but your assignment may be to follow that guy too. It's all assignment oriented. Matching Match coverage is assignment oriented. Unlike man-to-man, which is just man-to-man, and zone, which is just stay in your zone. That's your only assignment. Match is like you do this, if that, or this, if that. So it's an if-then, if-then kind of thing. And it's based on, you know, the pattern distribution, okay? It's much trickier for the quarterback. So when you just stay in a man-to-man or just a zone, it, gets, it can, can be pretty easy for these guys now. So that's part of the reason Brady has more trouble now. It's not that he's just getting older. These defenses are trickier. I'll tell you, and if you don't have legs, sometimes the best thing to do is when you don't know what to do, just run. That's why these guys have the legs help a lot on these def- versus these defenses. And, and both man match and man-to-man can be burned 
by quarterbacks with legs. And both these quarterbacks can run a little bit or a lot. Lawrence can really run. So that hurt, you know, they have to use that. Herbert hasn't run much this year, but I'm telling you, he needs to take advantage. If, if they're matching up man-to-man, the Jaguars, he needs to take off, you know, just, you know, when you find that hole. Okay, anyway, so Caldwell will do, you know, not too much trickery, not too much scheming, and it's a 3-4, and again, big outside guys, you know. Uh, I, what is it, Allen on the one side, who's been around and he is a monster. He's, I almost think right now, Josh Allen might be better than Mac and Bosa. He's a monster, but I don't know. He's really good. And then the rookie, uh, Trevon Walker from Georgia is excellent as a rookie. So those are his two big guys. Very similar to the Chargers defense. They just don't mix as much, but Caldwell will do a surprise bowls. I call it surprise bowls. Out of nowhere, I'd see them do a crazy blitz or, uh, just some crazy stuff out of nowhere. So I like that. He needs a little more of that to get Herbert off, off schedule. Because you let Herbert just sit back there, and even if it's a lot, even if he gets pressure from the front four. Both teams rely on their front four pressure. But Herbert will eat you up. He will, get, he will beat it with his legs, with his arm. So you want to mix a little more. So Caldwell's got to take his chances. So, so that's the coaching breakdown. Uh, on, injury, on the talent level, I've, I've talked a lot about talent already. Uh, the Chargers, again... Um, I think overall their QB and their passing game is stronger because it's more developed. They're, they're older. You know, this is Lawrence's real f- first year. With, I don't count last year. This is really his first year. Um, but they don't have a breakaway threat. Threat. They really don't. I mean, Williams can get deep, uh, but it's not with breakaway speed. The true breakaway speed is from a backup, uh, DeAndre Carter, who is now going to play because Williams is out. So they'll get some breakaway from him, but he's not a really great receiver, not a big-time clutch receiver. Now, they are clutch. Allen, Keenan Allen's clutch. And even uh, their other guy, Palmer, has turned out to be clutch. And their tight end, um, I-, I like their tight ends. Who, who is that? Uh, he's a pretty clutch. Mm. Yeah, Everett, Gerald Everett. He's pretty clutch. So, but not a lot of breakaway. Jacksonville, even their tight end, Engram, can run deep. Zay, the Jones, Zay Jones, the Jones guys, Marvin Jones, they can run. And Kirk, they can all run. I like them a little better as far as speed, but they're not quite as good a receiving core. But Mike Williams is missing now, so I don't know. Now you do give the edge to the Jags. But anyway, but I think Herbert's definitely at this point, definitely, I think we'd all agree, he's a stronger quarterback than Lawrence, no doubt about it. He's also turned into a big-time leader the second half of the year. They're going to need him to become that great leader to pull this game out, I believe. Uh, but overall, um, they have big stars everywhere. Everybody looks at uh, James, you know, um, here's, their, here's their guys, you know, James, Mac, Boza, you know, Eckler, the running back, you know, and of course Herbert. But like I said, there's a lot of other guys and they've had a lot. They've been beat up during the year. I don't, I don't like that, you know, uh, the Chargers have been without their nose tackle and they've been without another big guy. Like I said that earlier. Um, you know, they, they, JC Jackson's gone. He never was good anyway this year. You know, so Michael Davis has done pretty well at cornerback. The other guy, Samuel, is really good at cornerback. So they'll use James too, by the way. I, I love why Staley will bring James up to the line of scrimmage a lot and stuff. So that's, that's all good stuff. But I'll tell you what, they had a big safety for J, the Jags, uh, Rashawn Jenkins, and they'll use him too. And Tyson Campbell and, uh, 
their other guy, uh, Darius Williams, Trey Herndon. These cornerbacks have done better than you'd expect this year. They did pretty well, though. I still trust the Chargers guys a little more, but those guys have done well. Their, their linebackers are more lighter, Lloyd, uh, Olakon. I think they're better for first to pass, really, but, but they have their linemen up front that are pretty big, and they haven't lost people like the Chargers have. So I like the Chargers' defense better, but the Jags are more healthy. So again, that's, that's the issue there. Um, I like the Jags' running game better overall because Etienne has really showed up, and he's a bigger back than Eckler and even bigger than Kelly a little bit. And I don't, I don't care for that running game as much. The Chargers have to really use their running game sporadically and have breakaway threat of Eckler. But he's a great receiver and runner, but he's more like that power sp- spread guy. He's like a spread running runner. Whereas Etienne, can, Etienne, Etienne the, or whatever, they can really run him hard. It's the Clemson duo, the Clemson connection. Uh, Lawrence and Etienne. Etienne. So I, I, I like that run game by uh, uh, the, the Jags. But, if, if, but in the second half of the year, the Chargers were using the run game better. They were, they were doing that. So I like Lombardi was doing a better job with that. But they have to be more selective. Uh, neither offensive line is that strong, and they each lost their left tackle. But like I said, that even hurt the Chargers worse than the Jags. But, you know, it's, it's okay. Uh, Sharif is questionable to play at right guard for Jacksonville. I think he needs to play. <laughs> I think they feel that way too. But, um, yeah, he needs to play. Corey Lindsley's missed some time at center for San Diego, but it looks like he's playing. Yeah, I'll continue to call him San Diego. Um, but the big one is obviously Mike Williams being out. You know, that, that's the big one for this game. They say Lawrence has a toe injury. He's had it for a while. I, I, I think he's fine as far as I know. It's a pretty cold night. It reminds me of the bowl games. It's in Florida, but it's 40 degrees, some 40-some degrees. But there's supposed to be no wind. It's supposed to be a clear night um, in the 40s. It shouldn't be a big uh, thing there. Um, you know, it comes down in the end. The Chargers have injuries again. You know, they're beat up again. Um, but Peterson is going to have to use that young team morale like Seattle has right now, the excitement of being in the playoffs like Seattle has right now. That you know, and, and he has to bring some surprises on offense. In the game that they beat the Chargers, it was a lot of short West Coast offense passing. And Lawrence had a lot of third down plays. I'm telling you, Chargers were not at their best that game. I think they're going to jam the short game, but that means you can beat them deep. I think Peterson's going to have to have Lawrence take his shots. He needs to use Lawrence's legs, and he needs to have some surprises, breaking tendency. But Peterson's great at that. Okay, And on defense, I think Caldwell needs to up the aggression a bit because Herber is even better than he was earlier in the year. He needs to up the aggression. And um, as far as the Chargers, man... Those big players I talked about, James Boza, Mack, Eckler, and, of course, Herbert, they need to come through big time. They need because I really think this is the Jags game. I would take the Jags with the points, okay? They're going to be so fired up, and I don't like that Mike Williams is out, more psychologically almost than anything else, but I like that the, the guy coming in, Carter, has more breakaway th- speed. Maybe, you know, Lombardi needs to make some good plans for him, but Lombardi, to me, does like trick stuff, but he's not real good in the overall game plan sometimes. So we'll see. Um, and I think, you know, get, they, the, 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 the Chargers, Staley needs to really get aggressive in the short zone, forget those short passes, and they need to jam the run. They need to be strong there. We'll see that he needs to really use James as a safety to cause havoc everywhere. 
Bosa needs to be at his best. And if that all happens, San Diego wins. Because I think in the end, Herbert is definitely better than Lawrence right now, and he will make the big plays, and, and Lawrence may make the interception. I think that's what we have at the end. I think that younger Jacksonville team will lose at the end, sort of like the younger Seattle team to San Fran. Okay, but the Chargers aren't that old. They aren't that much older. They're not like San Fran. Herbert's brand new to this. The San Fran team's been to the playoffs. None of these guys have here. And that's the last scary thing for Chargers. Peterson's been there, done that. Staley, not as a head coach. Okay, so that uh, Peterson might know how to coach this game a little bit better. So let's just, I mean, I'll say, okay, Chargers win, but I'm telling you, any of those things go wrong. They've already lost Mike Williams. If, if, if the rest of the, if Boza's not at his best, if Mac doesn't show up big time, if I think James is definitely going to show up, but if he gets injured during the game or something, I mean, if Herbert, I, I, I mean, I think Herbert's going to be great no matter what. It just, but it won't matter. If all that stuff goes down, I think Jacksonville's going to win. I don't care what Herbert does in the end of the day. But if, but if that stuff holds true and if San Diego, I mean, yeah, if San, if San Diego plays, a, I'm going to call him San Diego one more time. If they play a good game, and they hang in there on the road uh, in Florida, which is going to be a little cold. I don't know if that's going to affect them. It's not super cold, but in the 40s. Just a lot of stuff seems to be going against the Chargers. I am almost don't even want to pick. I really want to pick the Jags. I'm just worried that team's so dang young. You know, It was a little easier to say Seattle could beat San Fran. I take them with the points, but you got to give it to San Fran at the end, right? I, 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 it's a, this is harder because... It's not like the Chargers are that experienced. So they're not experienced at all, even though they have more, they're, they're a little bit older you know, than, than um, the Jags. So whew, this is almost like a toss-up. I mean, I, I, I think there's so many things that could go wrong for the Chargers. I almost wonder if the Jags are going to whip this, pull this out at the end and then win a great game. Or, you know, but, um, but, I, but I like Herbert a lot. But, you know, if, it does, if the Chargers do lose, I, I, I would be very careful firing Staley. Now, I don't know what, what's going on behind the scenes, so that's a whole other ballgame. But, you know, they, they're in the playoffs, man. They have been improving. It's hard to knock someone out when you have been improving, right? I think they've got to, you know, some of these guys, like, continue to be injured a lot. You know, you've got to wonder. Some of the receivers are older, and there's some older guys in there. You know, you wonder, do you want to keep going youthful? You know, but that's, that's talk for the future. For now, yep, Chargers are the favorite. They should be the favorite, but I'm telling you, watch out, Jacksonville. And so that is a wrap. Here from the Power Spread Studios, this is Drew Paglieri. Until next time.